Hey guys, welcome back to the Indie Basketball Podcast. And today we're back with another little ISO ball. We're going one-on-one with a conversation with Chris Porterfield, who you may know as Field Report. We're going to talk a lot about the Bucks. He's a big Bucks fan. Uh, we're going to talk about Giannis and, and all that comes with it, and as well as do another little musician matchup for the Bucks players. So enjoy the show. Thank you for joining. Yeah, my pleasure. This is cool. You're repping too. Look at that hat. That is that is delightful. Yeah, man. This is uh, this is fresh this season. You know, I've got a quite an array of, of bucks lids. Okay. Um, my wife has put me on a strict one in one out rule, <laughs> but I've, I've been <laughs> I've been sneaking a few past the gate. Nice. There's something about the the bucks that bucks fans like the branding of it all. Like yeah. love it, like the design of of Buck stuff. Because I have a, I have a friend who he runs actually an Instagram account called Hardwood Bucks that's dedicated to like the seventies design era of the Bucks. Oh yeah, yeah. It, and it's it's really fascinating. There is so much just like design and merch just centered around it, and like they have a good yeah, history I mean, with that. They were super groovy. I mean, they their their court was designed by Robert Indiana, like mm-hmm. like a super renowned pop artist and like legit in the art world. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Hey, we want to hire you to just paint a basketball court. Do whatever you want." That's and they amazing. Came up with with the mecca, and it's it's iconic. It's incredible. Yeah, and and they got like, I mean, you got a little like deer in a sweater. Like how 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 wonderful is that? <laughs> yeah, man, that old logo is killing. Nothing, yeah. nothing else does exactly that <laughs> for sure um well yeah as i was saying it's good to, to finally have a bucks fan on i normally we get uh you know sixers fans and and a lot of raptors fans but uh yeah it's nice to get some Milwaukee representations well i'm happy to represent absolutely um so you know obviously we'll we'll talk a lot of basketball but uh first i want to ask a little music stuff and have you been working on any new music lately uh, a little bit, yeah. So, my my band Fields Report, um, we put out a record at the very beginning of pandemic, mm-hmm. and so there was a lot of like canceled plans around that. And then, as the world is sort of reopened, um, haven't been super interested in being like first in line right away to get back out there. Right. We're gonna do a, a, a short Midwestern tour in February, um, just to check it out. But yeah, I've been writing a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like uh, pandemic sort of changed my speed. Um, I feel like a lot a, of people, yeah, yeah, and just like real less inclined to hustle and more inclined to, um, you know, pick and choose. Do it feels for sure. Good. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people wanted to, you know, if you're stay, especially early on, if you're staying home, like it's like, well, I'm going to do nothing but write. But some people have the adverse effect where it's like, I don't, I just don't want to do that if I'm going to be home all the time. Totally, man. Yeah, that, that's kind of my my world. Um, I, I I find creatively, I'm generally like maybe two or three years behind real life, mm-hmm. and then like that's sort of what I write about. Yeah. Um, 
it takes a, you know a while to sort of process and figure out how to organize those thoughts um and so yeah i, I don't know man pandemic just was not a fruitful time it was just sort of a, a just a floating you know totally. everybody su- everybody suffered through it in their own way but it certainly wasn't a big creative sign for me yeah totally get that um but as far as like listening to stuff have you um you been listening to anything that you've particularly interested lately uh I have found the new Beth Orton record to be astonishing. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to say it a masterpiece. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. It's incredible. It's incredible. Um, yeah. I was, I was going through my list of last year's stuff. Um, yeah. That was on it. Uh, the Big Thief record was a big record mm-hmm. for me. I really enjoyed that a lot. Um, the Aeneas Mitchell record last year was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I was, I was getting into, um, a lot of Thelonious Monk stuff, not not released recently, but there's something about his, um, lens that was, um, it really sort of felt good this year. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, um, I just got myself a new record cabinet. So I've been kind of going through, like all of my records and stuff and I'm going, trying to go like alphabetically. So then I, I, you know, I got to like Coltrane and stuff and I'm just like, Oh, this is, I don't listen to this enough. Like, yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's, it's, it, I think it's great to have that stuff in your, in your collection. Mm-hmm. Um, and because yeah, you can, you can return to it. It's easy to be overwhelmed by where to start in a world yeah, like yeah. that where you're sort of a tourist or a visitor. Um, but just having a few pieces in your collection that you can turn to and really start to develop a relationship with, I think is a great thing. Sure. Definitely. Um, but as far as, um, you know, field report playing some shows, you said, uh, possibly a couple shows, Midwest, small Midwest tour. Yeah. In February we're doing like a week, like Valentine's week. Cool. Um, and I did a couple weeks with a friend of mine from Portland, just solo, um, her name was Anna Tivill, and so I opened up some shows for her. Uh, played the Golden Dagger in Chicago. That place oh, nice. is cool. That's, that's newer. Before. Yeah, it's it's yeah. pretty new. Yeah, that whole area is like I hadn't spent any time there before. Yeah, but it was it, it was cool. I like the spirit of the place, and it sounded good. It was nice. Definitely, yeah. That that in Chicago is a newer one, and um, Sleeping Village is like the big place in Chicago now. <laughs> yeah, I've heard about that too. I haven't been there yet. It's it's pretty cool. Um. Yeah, if you come swing back through this way, I'll, I'll have to come check you out, man, for sure. Right on, right on. So are you a lifetime uh, Wisconsinite? So I grew up in Minnesota. Okay. Um, I grew up a Timberwolves fan. Oh. Um, I, I moved to, I went to Eau Claire to go to college. And then um, while I was there, I met a girl from Milwaukee. And she beat me to graduation, uh, moved back home and got a job right away. Mm-hmm. And by the time I, I kind of limped out of there, uh, I was like, well, Milwaukee, I guess. Yeah. And so that was 2006. Um, and it's, and it's become home. It's, it's really where I belong. I love mm-hmm. it here. And so I adopted the bucks pretty early on. I told myself I would never move to a place that didn't have an NBA team within 30 minutes. I respect that. Um, and so you know, moving to Milwaukee, obviously, I'm going to go to Bucks games. That was 2006. Um, you know, that's the Michael Red era. Yep. Uh, and um, they weren't all that great. 
It's pretty easy to get tickets. Yeah. It's pretty easy to find um, those also isolated fans and develop relationships with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's something special about cheering on a terrible team. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, I, uh, I'm, I'm a Cubs fan, so I know most of my life how that goes. <laughs> it was up until recently, yeah. Yeah, there's something about that suffering, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's no expectation for it to ever change. Absolutely. It's it's just like, well, this is what it means to be in relationship with this team. It's it, it, it feels like a club, you know, like it just mm-hmm. feels it really more exclusive. Does. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's really nice to have that badge to wear um, as other folks, you know, jump on the bandwagon too. It right. feels good. Like welcome aboard the bandwagon. Yeah. It's great. We're yeah. really glad you're here. Um but your relationship is going to be different than ours was. We'll let you know like what you missed out on. Yeah. <laughs> so do you, do you feel like there are bandwagon people ever since they won a couple years ago? Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. You know, that kind of thing just, it, it creates a gravity around it that pulls everybody in. And especially, you know, in that moment that COVID was happening and everybody yeah. just needed something to be excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a, just a big win for, Everybody in Milwaukee, you know, it's an underdog city. It always Definitely. has been. And so that um, it was just a real galvanizing point of pride for everybody. Yeah. And uh, for the longest time, you know, it was Packers, 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 mm-hmm. Packers. You know, um, I have not adopted the Packers for the record. <laughs> that's that's good as a, you know, Chicago person. That's that that's good with me. Have you? What about the Brewers? <laughs> Yes, I'm adopted yeah, the Brewers. Brewers are fun. I, I'll admit, they're fun. I like mm-hmm. going to the Brewers games for sure. Yeah, yeah. We used to live really close to the stadium, and we could like just you want to walk over tonight, and so we <laughs> walk over, and it was great. Um, always tickets for that too. Um, but uh, wait, where were we? Bandwagons. Uh, bandwagons. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh, oh, oh. For the longest the championship. Time, yeah, for the longest time, the Bucks were second-class citizens to the Packers, you know. Yeah, yeah. And now suddenly, the Packers are not good and kind of embarrassing, and uh, everybody's a Bucks fan now. Mm-hmm. So it's great. Wisconsin's never been a basketball state, but suddenly yeah. we kind of are. It's yeah, it's it's pretty awesome, and especially to have like, you know, I wouldn't say Milwaukee's a small market, but they're not like the top market. Mm-hmm. But to have yeah. someone like Giannis on your franchise, like amazing it's incredible it really is an incredible story you couldn't you couldn't really write it um and how close milwaukee came to losing the bucks too and it was it was um sort of the dedicated uh ownership of herb cole of coles um he owned the team for a very long time and also senator u.s senator Mm -hmm. um and he you know he was in his 80s um he hadn't fielded a winning team forever. It would have been really easy to just divest, make a lot of money, make a lot of people in Seattle really happy. Um, but he held out for a buyer's group that was going to keep it in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and that really changed everything. Got a cool new arena now too. We got the five series. Yeah, man. It's great. It's really yeah. cool. Um, I've been to a couple games this year, seen a few shows. Um Trying to decide if I'm going to spring for Springsteen tickets. Ooh. They're pretty expensive, but uh, I I blew it on both Tom Petty and Leonard Cohen. Like I never saw him, you know. Yeah. And so uh, 
I think I'm probably going to. I mean, it's, it's Springsteen, you know? Yeah, right. I've never seen it. It's ridiculous. It's stupid that I haven't. But it's really expensive. But that place sounds really good. The Pfizer sounds really good. Uh, cool. Um, nice. My my brother, uh, my younger brother, uh, coaches high school basketball in the area, too. Oh, cool. And they, they, got, they got to play a game um, on the Pfizer court a couple weeks ago. So we got to go down for that. And I don't know, man. It's like they're doing a really good job of um, keeping it open to – you know the community it's really yeah, yeah definitely yeah I've, I've seen you post and you've had some nice seats for games before it's true uh <laughs> i do have some i do have some friends who um, make that a, a priority in their lives and it's for very sure. very cool to be able to take advantage of that when they awesome. when i get the call yeah yeah definitely they're, they're not my seats yeah yeah I mean, I, I I work in advertising as my day job, so like uh-huh. when I can get those company seats, like I'm gonna uh-huh. take them. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so like you know, a couple of years ago, you had the championship. What, what was what was it like? Uh, what, how was how was the season for you? I mean, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, oh, I want to point out behind me here. Yes, yes, yes. Please do tell. <laughs> we, we've got. Uh, we have game four, game five, game six from the finals here. This is the Sun block, game four, mm-hmm. when Giannis blocked Aiden at the very end. Uh, you know, we've got uh, we've got Middleton getting his head rubbed. Uh, we've got <laughs> we got Brooke over here, Howland. We got Drew uh, getting past uh, Book, and of course we have the Valley Oop. I don't know. I don't know if uh, if the world at large has the same sort of relationship with this storyline. The phrasing not. is new to me. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so the, <laughs> <laughs> the value, this was game five. Uh, the Suns were up three games to one. <laughs> and then they won game four, won game five. Uh, at the very end of the game to win the game, uh, Holiday lobbed an alley oop to Giannis, and, mm-hmm. and and it was it was incredible. Uh, they've got uh, this. There was this Suns fan here that was on TV. He had like oh, yeah, a bunch yeah. of hundred dollar bills. He was was the guy who's like Suns and four? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's on this poster, <laughs> and then of course we have Bucks and Six, the prophecy game uh-huh. six. There you go. Uh, the the stuff of legend, um, Brandon Jennings. You know. Uh, in the playoffs, jeez, uh, what year was that? I don't know, like 12, 13 maybe in the playoffs. Uh, they were down to down against Philadelphia, I think. Mm-hmm. And the reporters were like, what's going to happen? You guys are down. And he just said, Bucks and Six. <laughs> and it wasn't Bucks yeah, and yeah. Six. They, they lost. But that phrase and that confidence and that belief uh, became kind of a mantra. It lives for on. The entire, yeah. It lives on. And then this is when the prophecy came true. Brandon Jennings, the prophet, prophesied that it would be Bucks and Six. And in fact, it was Bucks and Six. <laughs> Bringing the championship to Milwaukee. The first time since 1968, I believe it was. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's nice to. To have that uh, long time coming, you know, uh, championship. It always feels yeah, good. It really is. Oh, by the way, I want to shout out this artist. His name's Kyle James. Cool. Uh, he does all kinds of like movie inspired posters. Uh, Kyle James Film. Uh, 
kylejamesfilm.com and also Instagram at kylejamesfilm. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I don't know if this is for sale, actually. A friend of mine who uh, worked for a design firm, I think, hooked me up with, with this. He, they, they were doing a proof of it for... I don't know. I don't even know what it's for. Sure. Um, but he was like, I've got this thing I think you'll like. That's so awesome. When picked it up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That was, that's, uh, it's, it's quite, it is quite the saga. And that, you know, did, did you, did you see the, the Giannis movie rise? Yeah. You love it? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah I love it. <laughs> and I read the book, the Giannis book. Love that too. All I mean, aboard. Dude. The the man is he's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I mean, physically he's incredible. I really i i buy the whole humble thing. I really do think. Mm, I do. I do too. Yeah. I think it's real. I think it's authentic. Um, the love that he has for his family. I don't know, man. He's just kind of like the anti NBA hero, sort yeah. of in a weird way, and like that almost makes him a heel to some players. You know. Sure. Like. Other people don't like him. Other players don't like him because he goes 200% all the time. Yeah. He could be up up 30 with a minute left. He's still going to try to dunk on you. And that's just how he is. Right. Um, but, yeah, man, he's incredible. Uh, the fact that I get to watch him on a regular basis, that's somebody who's going to go down in absolute history. And there hasn't any been anybody like him before and there won't be anybody like, I mean, no, like as a, as a player, like play style, like Mm -hmm. so just completely unique to be that tall and that long and have like, you know, the, the dribble skills that he does. And no, and we may not, you know, we'll see next year how Victor Wimbanyama does. We'll see what that's (laughs) like, but you know, yeah, yeah. It's, but, it's, well, it's, it's not, there's nothing, there's no one like him in the NBA. The way he gets to the lane and just, it, it's so effortless. And the numbers that he puts up, you, you never, watching the games, you never think he's got yeah. as many points as he does. And then suddenly he's got 45, 20, and 12. It's right. just like, who are you? Because he puts but in I, the work. I mean, uh, like, he, he look does. at him when he was a rookie. That's just it, man. I think that's why people up here love him so much is yeah. because they remember when he was almost a hundred pounds lighter. <laughs> yeah. He's massive he, now. Yeah. And he was so, I mean, you know, everybody talks about like, oh, when he first came to Milwaukee, first came to the United States, he was like, oh, smoothies, you know, smoothies are so good. <laughs> yeah. And it was just such an innocence Yeah, um, coming into a place with access to anything you'd ever want and yeah. you know and suddenly he has money and, and notoriety and just what a change in his life that was but he and still so keeps think, that innocence he really does yeah like he's, he still gets like he still tweets about like oh man oreos are so good <laughs> <laughs> there was it, honestly the I, the morning after they won i was watching him on instagram live and he was just like in the drive-thru at like Chick-fil-A or something. Yeah. And he's just like just talking with the drive-thru person. Like he had the trophy in his passenger seat. Like, dude. Like, dude, it's it's unreal. And that's not a shtick. Like like yeah. last Halloween, he just went out trick-or-treating. <laughs> like he was just out on the street in some neighborhood with his kids, just trick-or-treating. And that's just Yanni. Yeah. Uh, it's it's crazy. I'm I'm very excited for the the future of the NBA. You know, we got it's obviously very topical right now we got like 
two years left of LeBron. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that, you know, we got Giannis. We'll still have KD. We'll have Luca. Like, there are still like tons of stars in this league, and it's really exciting. Yeah, and the, like I'm a huge John Morant fan. Same. Like, he's he's going to be a superstar forever. He's incredible. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I really don't think it's ever been as stacked. Honestly, like the yeah. people in today's game are. I think they're just the best of all time. Because because really people, so. I feel like people tend to feel like there's there's these eras led by a person. You know, there's mm-hmm. the Jordan era. You know, before yep. that, it was you know you got like Magic Johnson and you got like your Wilt Chamberlain, whatever. But now mm-hmm. and then you have LeBron. But now it feels like you can't just pick one person. There's there's right. so many people that are leading the league, and, and it changes like every year. Yeah, it really does. I mean, the, the the training that they're able to do and the fact that they've been playing basketball their entire lives at this point now, you know, like those generations before they'd start in middle school or whatever. Mm-hmm. And these, these guys have been playing since they were like three years old. Right. And like competitively too. So yeah, the, the whole organizations around and the sort of adjacent, you know, systems leading up to an NBA career. Yeah. Not to mention the medical staff and the training and the nutrition and, and all of it. Yeah. It's really, really, really wild what these people are able to do with right. their bodies. And there's players to, like it's obviously a, a separate thing, but like they've they've been playing basketball so long or they're at a point too where like even like basketball video games have been like as long as they've been alive, they've like seen like, you know, video games with good graphics and like NBA totally. 2K is part of NBA culture now, which is like insane. Absolutely. And like, you know, they were the neon sneakers like NBA yeah. Jam. Like like all of it is sort of a, it's all of a piece now. And um yeah, it's really cool. And that's why I think going back to Giannis, I think it's so interesting. That's why he's such a special case because he wasn't yeah. a part of that right. at all. Yeah. He didn't have any of that. I mean, you know, maybe they'd play some old video games here and right. there. Uh, and try to keep up with the stuff, but he wasn't like on the cutting edge of, of basketball culture and he didn't mm-hmm. start playing until he was older. Um, so I think that's, that makes him unique too. Definitely. Like he missed out on a lot of the cultural stuff about it. There's a, there's a similar feel too with uh, Joel Embiid because, you know, yeah. he started late as well. And, and yep. he, I remember he similarly had a lot of that fascination early in his career with like tweeting mm-hmm. weird stuff about like, I love you, Rihanna and like shit like that. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. And man, you know, all of the the international players that are coming to the game and bringing yeah. their own flavor to it is is really really cool. Definitely. It's really cool. Yeah, and like I don't know, some of those guys can have a really big impact when they come on a team. Yeah. I was just thinking thinking about um I mean, this is not like a Joel Embiid uh sort of level, but um when Joe Ingles started playing with the Bucks, now mm-hmm. bringing that sort of chippy Australian ball and just like court vision and looking to pass and finding his spot, right? Uh, that that's been saving them right now. Um, Joe Ingles has with, a, has a fan club. He does have a fan club. <laughs> People yeah. love him. Yeah, but there's there's like that chippy Australian thing. For a yeah. while, the Bucks had Andrew Delladova, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and uh, Delhi was like he's sort of a similar sort of approach, just like would die for any loose ball taken sure. the screen, 
uh, go get it. Also, he had his own sneakers, like Australian shoes, and <laughs> and they looked like uh, like a busboy would wear them. Uh. Just, like, <laughs> super corny. <laughs> Amazing. So, how, how do you feel about this year's team then? I mean, I, it's disappointing. Uh, right now, we're we are in the doldrums right now. A real ugly stretch against teams that we need to be able to beat. Yeah. But flip side of that is, I would rather be losing to them now in the middle of the season rather than having gone and won, you know, 65 games and sure. then be surprised in the playoffs. Definitely. So I mean, and you're it, still, you're still what, third seed right now? Yeah. 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 We'll be you're okay. fine. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be fine. And, you know, it's going to bite me, but I really, I don't believe in the Celtics. I don't believe in them. I think Jason they, Tatum is playing unbelievable basketball. Yeah. Uh, you know, for some reason, I'm still suspicious of Jason I, Tatum. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, yeah, it, it, and uh, why am I blanking on the guard's name? The other guy, Jalen Brown. Counterpo- Jalen Brown. Not a believer in Jalen Brown. Okay. Not a believer. Um, so I hope you know that doesn't come back to bite me. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm, 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 I feel pretty good that we can match up against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Sixers will always be interesting. Sixers will always be interesting. Um. How's Harden been doing? I haven't been watching them lately. He's he's had some good games, you know. He, yeah. I feel like the the past, you know, his his tenure with the Sixers so far has been that of inconsistencies. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll be either really effective or he'll be completely quiet. I heard that he's trying to go back to Houston or Oklahoma City. I, Who knows? I, like, I never know, you know. It's one. Of, he's one of those guys that's just never, never like living in the moment. He's always yeah. like looking forward, looking back. I don't know. Yeah. So. Um, Embiid's incredible, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the East is really stacked. I mean, There's a lot going on Bro- in the West. Brooklyn, too. Brooklyn was starting to show some signs of life, and then now Katie's out for what could be a month and a half, month. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to talk about Bulls because it's been a, a wealth of disappointment. But they've been playing better lately. That game that they came back and beat the Bucks. Yeah, that was a terrible. Terrible Bucks game. We were up by like twenty with like five minutes left Mm -hmm. or something obscene, and then Demar just doesn't quit. Fourth quarter Demar is is a great thing. He's incredible, and they came back and embarrassed us. Yeah, but on the flip side, uh, the Bulls had the like the opposite end of that where they when they played the Cavs and Donovan Mitchell scored seventy one points against us. You know, it's 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 a really uh, it's a fickle game. It goes back and forth. <laughs> That's the beauty of it, though. All right, you know, anybody can beat anybody. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> totally. That's why playoffs are so great because it's yeah really any seven game series is just like you have no idea who's going to win. Mm-hmm. And eighty two games is a long time. It is, and it's a long time. <laughs> you know, I'm a baseball fan, but one hundred sixty two games is just like it's insane. It's too, it's, it's too much. I think even baseball players agree. Like it's we can we can pull it down a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, no, go ahead. Just just uh, Brooke Lopez needs to be defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know if there's anybody else who has earned that. He's averaging almost four blocks a game. I love that yeah. he's really become you know a, like a really like a staple of that team. Oh, he definitely is. Yeah. He definitely is. Um, and the fact that he can pop out and hit threes like all day. Mm-hmm. 
he, he's a weirdo. His he, not many people can change their game as drastically as yeah. he has over the course of his career. He's really cool. I mean, the he, NBA has kind of demanded it. Like, you need to be if you're a big man, you need to learn how to shoot. Yeah, because if you can't, true. like Joel Embiid can do it. You know, like um, mm-hmm. even like I'm not saying he's effective at it, but Dwight Howard has tried. You know, he's starting to shoot more threes than he used to. JaVale McGee is shooting more threes than he used to. Like, they, they, they know they have to. Right. Yeah. Those aren't the guys who are going to go out and try to get to do that <laughs> no. job, though. No, no, no. <laughs> Especially in their limited minutes, please put up as little threes as you can. Right. Just box out and get a rebound, please. <laughs> um, so, you, But you're, you're feeling good about the season. I mean, well, I guess it all comes down to playoffs, right? Yeah, it all comes down to playoffs, and I would rather be making a mess right now than later. Um, I feel like Bucks fans are new. Well, maybe every, every maybe every every homer, you know, you know, is, is quick to pile on and and say, you know, we're doomed and nothing is, you know. But I, I'm optimistic. I feel yeah. good about where we're at. Um, outside of of Bucks and, and NBA, do you? When's the last time you played basketball? Do you still play at all? Dude, no lie, I went out and shot in my driveway today. There you go. Um, I mean, no, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't like getting games or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, but I still shoot around. I mean, that's um, that's Midwest. That's our Midwest. You know, it hits forty two degrees. We're like, let's get outside. <laughs> totally, dude. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> there is no ice on the driveway. And I was like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm gonna get some shots up. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, it's it's you know it's it's something that I always say I want to do, and then hopefully i'll i'll be able to get into like a rec league with my work team or something like that but it's right up. it's once you haven't done it for a while it's tough to get back in dude it, that is super true i mean i'm probably i don't know 50 pounds heavier since the last time i played any actual yeah. basketball i mean you get to a certain age and it's uh-huh. tricky and, unless you've kept it up all this time right which i have <laughs> how was your shot feeling today though uh, it took me a minute to find it, but I found yeah. it. It's all about, uh, it, it becomes all about breathing. For sure. It's, it's when you exhale. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. It's rhythm. You got to get that rhythm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool, man. So the last thing I, I wanted to bring up is um, that little game I mentioned. It's, we're calling it Musician Matchups. Okay. So the yeah. idea being uh, we'll do all Bucks players and... I'll name a player. You tell me who you think they sound like. If it's a you know singer, band, whatever, and whatever mm-hmm. your reason is, it can be completely anything. And we'll compare our answers back and forth a little bit. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna. I do some, it as well. Yeah. Too. Okay. Cool. Um, All right, let's go. But let's go. okay, so we'll talk with someone we mentioned earlier is uh, in your early Bucks fandom, Michael Red. Michael Red. Michael Red. Michael Red. Michael Red. Uh Nelly has to be Nelly. Ooh, interesting. Why of do you say same, that? Of the same era. Yeah. Uh, somebody who, um, you know, did more than a serviceable job in the moment. Yeah. Uh, doesn't really get a whole lot of love now. Yeah. Uh, Midwestern guy, sort of stayed true to his Midwestern roots, uh, has a charitable enterprise. Um, but there was a song that Nelly had where he. He referenced Michael Red. Oh yes, it was uh, 
It's called Heart of a Champion. Mm-hmm. Features a sample of Round Ball Rock, which is the John Tesh NBA and NBC do 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 like a full on like ten second sample of that. Yeah. So John Tesh definitely got some of that Nelly money. But there was a there was a line where Nelly said, "I'm Buck like Michael Red." Say it again. I'm Buck like Michael Red. There you go. I see it now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good. I mean, that's very on point. Yeah, Um, I went. So I had the same reasoning for my pick. It's Uh just because, you know, of the era was very good in it that span and then kind of tapered off. But I I, all of my picks, I'm most of my picks. I'm keeping with my, you know, the indie basketball theme. So I'm I'm sticking with indie rock bands. Mm -hmm. Uh, I went with Rogue Wave. Though they're okay. not they're they're not Midwest band, but uh, those the albums they had in like the mid two thousands were so great. And you know I mm-hmm. haven't I haven't heard too much of them lately. Uh, I did listen. I think twenty twelve was Permalite. I listened to a lot of that. But uh, you know they they tapered off a little. They were huge in the in the OC soundtrack era. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. I like I like that band. I haven't thought of them in a little bit. Exactly. I think that's uh, that's a pretty good fit. Michael Red. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm into it. All right. So uh move on down the line. Let's I mean Kareem. So uh Kareem, I I don't know I don't know where you're gonna go with this, but in my mind Kareem is bigger than indie rock. I True. think uh Kareem I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say Stevie Wonder for Kareem. Okay. You know, of a similar era. Um, a similarly sort of iconoclastic, like there's nobody else that could do what they did. Yeah. And they're, they're known for their singular take on the form. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also, he also used his platform to address social issues and inequality. Uh, and, uh, they were also both kind of funky and mm-hmm. they also kind of had a sense of humor about themselves as well. You know, Stevie wonder, uh, just you know, seems like he's always kind of a joyful, smiley guy. Yeah. And Kareem, while not joyful or smiley, like knows how to sort of poke fun at himself too. Mm-hmm. You know, like he was he was an airplane for heaven's sake. Yeah. <laughs> I your the thought you're putting into this is fantastic because really <laughs> every every corner you're 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 kind of getting it. It's it's great. Um, Thank you. No, that that makes so much sense. Um, and while I do agree, you know, in all actuality kareem is much bigger than indie rock but i still kept it if we're looking at like kind of the yeah the top yeah. end of that i would say and i i went with a little bit of a different reasoning too is that kareem had like two different kind of eras of his career mm-hmm. where you know his bucks career where he kind of like blew up and became who he is and then he mm-hmm. had his later days with the lakers where it's like it's almost like two different kinds of iconographies of the same person sure. uh so for that reason i said radiohead because you know their early stuff is much different than their more recent stuff and it's they're both great but it's just there's there's two these two different worlds that are it's almost like you can separate their career out like that i like that i buy that i buy yeah. that and radiohead might be the indie rock band that's big enough to to be kareem exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's good and when we eventually get to, to Giannis, that might also be tough to kind of keep in the realm. But, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but 
but before we do that, there's one that I'm curious because before we even talk about this, uh, our pick is Grayson Allen, and I need to know how you feel about Grayson Allen. I don't have strong feelings, sure, about Grayson. Um, he's he's helped us in some situations. Yeah, he hasn't helped us in some situations. He's got an extremely punchable face. I mean, yes, that's how uh, I was phrasing it as well. <laughs> Uh, you know, it'll be interesting. I, I think the trade deadline is approaching and there's been yeah. a lot of talk about where he might land. Uh, I just, I always, the, I, I, there's always the, the player on your team who's like, yeah. I, he's great on your team when he's on your team. But I don't yeah. know if even he, like, I, I honestly don't know if even Bucks fans feel like I love him on my team, but I wouldn't want to play mm-hmm. against him. I, I, I honestly never know. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's, 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 he's the tough one. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of love there. Um, <laughs> I, you know, he, he's pretty good at what he does. Yeah. Uh, not a whole lot of love. Um, and so for that reason, I was trying to think of like, I don't know, something almost problematic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> kind of where my mind went to. Is he, is he like the Pine Grove or something? I don't know. Oh, interesting. <laughs> like pretty good at it, but yeah. like not for me, you know? <laughs> I went uh, on a little more on the extreme end because, like, I kept thinking, like, who would I like at? Like, is it like Ariel Pink? Like, is it like, <laughs> is it like MGK? Because like he's pretty good at what he does, but like oh, I'm just like no. I don't. It's yeah. punchable it's, face is what I was thinking, you know. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So that's right MGK, there. I don't, that's. I don't, I don't. I you know I hate to trash on people, but you know if, this, if it's Grayson mm-hmm. Allen, it's just kind of feel like you you have to a little. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I totally get it. I mean, he's on my team, and I I get it. I agree for sure. But well, you know, let's let's end our our, our game on a, on a high note. And who who is Giannis? How can you even? It's tough. So I think you know, and this is this is not really indie rock. Um, my end all be all. Like if I could have one artist, one record on the desert island, is is Joni Mitchell. Oh um, yes. And oddly enough, the parallels between Giannis and Joni Mitchell have become apparent to me. Okay. In that they are both absolutely singular. No one before is remotely like them, and no one after will ever do what they have done in their particular forms. Sure. I and I feel like in real time as it's happening, both of them are somehow um misunderstood by their peers mm-hmm. and underappreciated by the general public. And uh yeah, and I think they're both driven by something mysterious. Yeah. And they're searching they're striving for something that maybe can't even be achieved, but in the hunt for that, um, they've left behind a trail of work that will never really be equaled. Damn. I feel that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, a giant Greek God and, uh, a, a blonde Canadian woman with a guitar, but I feel like they are, um, yeah, I feel like they're more, of a piece. More uncommon than you think, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I And kind of on that note of what you said, you know, 
going back to Giannis in general, do you do you feel he is still uh, you still feel is like underappreciated, even though he's like, you know, he's won MVP and and you know he's won a championship. He still feels underrated. He does, and I, that comes through in you know national broadcasts. Like I watch every game, and yeah, they're my homer broadcast crew, and yeah, everybody sees the, the the stuff that he does. Yeah, but you you watch a national broadcast that the Bucks are on, the announcers don't get it. They don't appreciate what's happening, and his uh, the people he plays against don't get it. Like they yeah. they they get fussy. Oh, or, or on Twitter, you know. Oh, look, it's it's run dribble dunk guy. Like, like don't. what's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> right, and nobody else can do it yeah. that way. Like if you can't appreciate how absolutely incredible and gorgeous and beautiful that is then I think that's just sour grapes or, or yeah. willful ignorance or something. No, I, I don't think he gets appreciated for what he does. Yeah. And I agree. Cause you know, it's, you can, it's very evident when you see how much less time Luca has spent in the league, but how much more love he gets, mm-hmm. which, yeah, you know, he is totally a fantastic player. Don't get me wrong, but like, yeah, you know, is. Giannis is, is of a different level too. And he just doesn't get yeah. that kind of love. Like I think if you were to offer me either Luca or Yanni, I would I would take Yanni. I mean, he's just bigger. Like he is the athletic ability is just unparalleled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. So who's your Giannis? Who's your Giannis right. band? So um, I went with um, I, kind of his play style a little bit. You know, powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, a band that so this band is very. It's a very loud band. But mm-hmm. somehow balances it with feeling very peaceful and like po- poetic, because the way Giannis like he's so powerful, but he's he's so graceful when he gets to the lane, you know. Uh huh. My bloody Valentine. Whoa. Because I feel like it's like it's like somehow the loudest and softest band you've ever heard at the same time, you know. Yeah. No, that's like it can make you cry, but it's also just like punishing, physically punishing. It's, it's just like you, you feel it, yeah. Uh huh. That's really interesting. I feel like yeah, yeah, and and that, and that I feel like also as as a as a band, they are to that higher kind of echelon mm-hmm. of band. So I feel like the gravitas is there. I'm gonna think about that for a long time. <laughs> I think I'm gonna put Loveless on in the next Bucks game I watch and, and just uh, soundtrack it. Yeah, uh huh. It's gonna match. It's gonna it's gonna feel right. I'm pretty into this actually. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Cool. So that's that's all we got for the for the matchup. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, I let that reverberate. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. But I'm dude, thanks for coming on. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks for reaching out. Um, it's good to rep the Bucks on your channel, and definitely, uh, it's always nice when interests overlap. Absolutely, um, it's it's been a pleasure know, doing mean, this. Why do you why do you think uh, creative people like the NBA? It's it's a good question because you know I've it's it's interesting because it often goes one direction way more than the other direction. You know, just because you like NBA doesn't like it's very rare that you're probably even going to like. Indie, indie rock music or you know music whatever mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. a lot of people who like you know this side of the genre tend to grab if they gravitate towards sports it's often basketball baseball a lot too but um i think it's you know a lot of people and when they're in high school they reach a point where they make that decision of am i gonna keep playing sports or am i gonna kind of switch to the more creative 
thing that I have kind of enjoyed. And I think, you know, personally speaking, that's that happened to me where, you know, I played baseball and basketball up until sophomore year of high school. And then I'm like, I'm I'm kind of good now. And I, I want to be in a band with some friends and like. Yeah, totally. Same story, man. Same trajectory. I played yeah. up until 10th grade and then I, I tore the cartilage in my knee. Mm-hmm. And while I was recuperating i started playing guitar and smoking cigs and like <laughs> there's my path <laughs> you, you you find your your people and it, it changes like high school is where you find out who you kind of are with yeah. so yeah yeah totally and it's it's been interesting too like i've i've had people who have played you know i've had uh, josh berwanger who coached high school basketball i've had um alan tate from san Fermin who played at nyu like Oh wow! Yeah, it's, right it's, it, there's there's a huge spectrum of of hmm. people who are into it, so it's it's been really cool. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like there's well, people our age. I think came up uh, in sort of the golden age of the marketing of that stuff, mm-hmm. um, and so it was really easy to start having a relationship with a player. Yeah, and then that would become sort of the rabbit hole, just like in, in music, you know, you, you get into a band and then you start to figure out their influences mm-hmm. and their peers and contemporaries. And suddenly you start following a team and you like a team that isn't where you are. So right. you're suddenly you're like a, you're a Suns fan because of Kevin Johnson and Dan Marley and <laughs> Charles Barkley. And, yeah. and, you know, and then, you know, you, you follow them and it's just like the same sort of, um, the same sort of wormhole that you can get into. But also I think from a musician standpoint, you know, five people on the floor, that's kind of like a band. Yeah. Yeah. And I've and done, I've done that parallel before too. I've like tried uh-huh. to make a band out of like NBA players and like stuff like that, you know, <laughs> which is a fun exercise. Um, but no, I, I totally, and I, and I think there's a, there is that kind of community, you know, where clearly, uh, you know, because of this, like they're the people who like both, like they nerd out about both, which is, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and (laughs) thus there's a whole discord, which I saw you join by the way. (laughs) I did. Well, I got the invite and I was like, yeah, Yeah, I appreciate that. that. (laughs) Keep an eye on that for sure. (laughs) Um, Yeah, man. I don't know. Fandom is fandom, I -hmm. think. And, and I think, you know, the equivalent to, uh, hanging out at a record store was also hanging out at Barnes and Noble and paging through the street and Smith's, you know, yeah. like, and, and, you know, memorizing all these stats and collecting the, the cards and, you know, and then that turns into fantasy and then that turns sure. into the video games. And then that turns into, you know, I don't know, cutting out box scores in the newspaper. It's, it's, and it's pop culture. It all overlaps. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. And even, you yeah. know, like if you draw further comparisons, like there, there is a reason that, you know, Bruce Springsteen plays the same place where the Bucks play. Like they're, the arena of it all like overlaps. So that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Yeah, they, 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 the, the temples are the same place for both. For sure. But it's, you know, it's, it's good to, it's good to have the passions where they both overlap and it's great. Right on. Well, cool, man. Thanks a lot for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks again for joining, dude. So that's it for this episode. Hope you enjoyed my conversation with Chris Porterfield of Field Report. Make sure you check out his music on on all the streaming platforms. Uh, I also want to say you can go ahead and follow us on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Check out IndieBasketball.com for merch. We still have plenty of 
uh, the Lift Your Skinny Fist t-shirt that I was wearing during this record. Um, still lots of those available. Uh, I would also love your support on Patreon because uh, all that Patreon goes directly to making more half-court sessions, making more merch, uh, and you get some cool stuff along the way um, where you can do that at patreon.com slash IndieBasketball. Um, thank you again so much to all of the Patreon supporters right now. But yeah, thanks again for listening, guys. We'll see you next one. Bye.